Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. Thank you very much for joining me. In this week's episode, we continue the tradition of having friends of the show back for a return visit. This time, it's Revival Recordings artist Alteris. And this is going to be a quick intro because I really want you to get to the conversation I had with Jake, Mike, and Zach. We talk about all the things that we didn't get a chance to last time they were on the show, and we go track by track on their new album, Grief, that came out earlier this year. So let's get right to it, and then at the end of the conversation, I'll be back to fill you in on some more stuff. So let's start this off the same way Grief does, with the track Broke. Enjoy. And welcome back, everyone. I am very excited to have returning friends of the show, Alteris, here. Alteris, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hey, what's going on? Um, I'm Jake, the vocalist. I'm Mike. I'm the guitarist. I'm Zach. I'm the bassist. 
We Glad have to be here. all three returning members to the show. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, we we uh, couldn't get enough. Thank you. Much appreciated. <laughs> well, I was looking back and I was like, it's been around nine months since you've been on the show. We could have yeah. had, we could have had wow. a baby. Been a hell of a nine months. <laughs> <laughs> now, did any of you have children? Did that happen? <laughs> no. no. Okay. Our, Thank God. Our manager. Our manager actually yes. is about to have a kid like this week. He's supposed to. I'm waiting yeah. to send him the congrats as soon as you yeah. see it so, on Facebook. While we were doing our last interview, he was doing other things. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's right. Uh, okay. That's okay. I'm going to check looking. that exact date with him and see if <laughs> <laughs> Be like, hey, do you remember what you did this day? Oh, uh, that's great. Well, he's gonna ask when he hears this. No, I think I think he'll love it. Well, let me <laughs> let me first say this: from that time, a lot has happened for you. When we spoke last, you guys couldn't talk about labels. You couldn't talk about what was happening with grief. And now everything has come out. You guys have been touring. How are you feeling right now? Uh, great. Yeah, real good. Real yeah. good. It's been a crazy amount of time. A crazy amount of. Uh, preparation and all that that went into it so like to finally when it was like released it was a huge relief on our end to like be able to kind of be open about it but then on the other end uh we could just focus on on touring and, and mm -hmm. playing more music so that's been a huge focus for the past you know well nine months right <laughs> how much has happened in the nine months I mean, yeah it even feels like it was just yesterday <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like we just did this yeah. yeah like you were just outside and i was here with yeah, Craig. yeah, yeah really. <laughs> now it's cold let me ask you guys this. So you just got off tour with Young Medicine, who has also yeah. been on the show. How'd that tour go? It went well. It was yeah. really good. It was good. Really cool. Uh, yeah, the, the dudes in Young Medicine are really cool guys. Mm -hmm. So we had we clicked with them instantly. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we met with them the first night in Nashville, and it was just shenanigans since. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Was there like a split with the fan groups that showed up? Because they are a little bit different. Yeah, we tend, I feel like we have this thing where we always tour with people that sound nothing like us. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's cool. Like I, there's not really like a split. I feel like everybody that like watched everybody, it just it just yeah. kind of worked. Very um nice. the shows that we played all felt like that good group where uh they were like variety shows, you know. It wasn't just like we played the venue that was like hardcore bands and it was all hardcore bands. Gotcha. Or uh, you know, more alternative stuff. But like, you know, there was some like radio rock nights where it was like real like, you know, radio stuff. And sure. then on the other hand it was like super hardcore shows. So um yeah, no, I don't think there was a split at all. It was a, a really good unity. Oh it's good. So it was really cool because it was all in like underground kind of venues like back of the bar kind of place or like nice. back of skate shops and yeah. house parties and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. It, was, it was pretty sick. It was pretty sick. Is that what you enjoy more then? I mean, we come from Youngstown, so like we're so all that's about... Like, oh, that's, oh, that's what we do. <laughs> that's here. what we do. Right. Oh, yeah. collection of venues. We, we, we try to find somebody... Well, okay, so we started hosting a Halloween show, like mm -hmm. a Halloween house party show two years ago, uh, but it was so obnoxious that we couldn't host it ourselves anymore. Uh. So we had to find somebody else to do it. And last this last year, somebody hosted a house <coughs> show for the Halloween party. And it was just, it was insane. It, to the point where I have a feeling it's going to be hard to find somebody to host next year. Oh, okay. But, but man, I hope so. <laughs> I, we've already had a couple of people talking about it. So. Very nice. Now, I remember yeah. you talking about that, I think, on the last show when you were yeah. on. Did you guys we change up your uh, costumes this year? What did you guys do? Yeah, um, I was a Sith Lord. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. I was Jack Sparrow. I was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Did you do the half and half thing? I like would just like 
change and stuff. <laughs> after drinking or just? <laughs> well, that's my I definitely changed after drinking. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, no, By the time awesome. we made it on the stage, though, all the costumes were off. I don't right. think any. Yeah, it was like yeah, it, it was, was like so hot in the house. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. melted off of us. Yeah. No, I can see that for sure. Now you're going out on tour again for some select dates in. Well, it's December now, obviously. That's with Tribute, right? Yes, Correct. Our yeah. Boys. Good friends. Yeah. We yeah. met them like we met them on a tour in February, last February. Last February. Okay. Really? Oh man, it feels like so much longer than that. <laughs> Yeah, no. right? I think you're right yeah, about that, yeah, but it just about. feels like we've known them for so long. Right, right. Uh, they're they're just all really good dudes, uh, and we're really excited to see them. Yeah, this will be the third time we've been on the road with them. Yeah. Was there a reason for the venue choices on this one? Because it's only a few dates, and it's more on the East Coast, right? Yeah, it was kind of like a little put together. Like we, I mean, you know, it was a small like booked it ourselves kind of thing where we did some, they did some, and. Uh, we kind of just did the space between Poughkeepsie, New York, and, and Youngstown, which is where they're from. Right. So it was just like a little little in-between. And I mean, I have a feeling we'll probably want to do something longer with them in the future. It was just one of those things where we... Uh, we wanted to do something, so we did something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, yeah we didn't have uh, the, the ample time to book the week and a half or two-week tour that we wish we could do with them. Ah, uh, sure. Uh, now, so, is it because yeah. of the whole holiday thing? Like, do you have to kind of slow down when the holidays come out and then when uh, January I mean, hits? Definitely don't have to. Um, but we did a, yeah. a Thanksgiving special just this past <laughs> yeah. weekend or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we did Black Friday and then, well, just the whole weekend. Yeah, we played every day this last weekend. Yeah. Very nice. how those shows go? Great. Very well. Yeah. Very dope. <laughs> Very well. Yeah, we, we, we played... Uh, there were like a lot of Youngstown locations because like it was like a you know we haven't played in Youngstown for a while kind okay. of thing like hey let's play in Youngstown so they know that we still care about them and then right. we go and go and play everywhere else for the next couple months because I don't think we really plan on playing anywhere in the Youngstown area until after March. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, so it's yeah I mean there might be some things we hop on last minute but as of right now there's nothing in the cards until like after at least Boardman. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right, so it's like, yeah. Well, I'm gonna say this because I think I said this last time. If you can make it up to Boston sometime, that would be great. Oh, but that's no, only I my was... personal preference. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I hope we can. I hope we can. No, it'd be awesome. In to the see winter, in the winter, it might be a little hard. <laughs> yeah. Don't even bother. It's not. It's not worth <laughs> but, it. Not but worth oh it. yeah. Let's switch over back to the label. So you're on Revival Recordings now. Grief yeah. came out in August. So what has that whole transition been like from the independent scene to Revival? Like, how have they treated you? It's been very smooth. I mean, the everyone at Revival is just, they're awesome. They're real down to earth. They're real, just genuine with us. And you know, since, since the start, they've given us a lot of artistic freedom. They've, you know, backed us on every decision we've made. And um, if anything, it's they've, they've, tweaked things for the better that we've thrown at them and then we've pitched it back it's just it's a good momentum that we have with them so very yeah. nice it's been it's been a good back and forth absolutely i, I agree um i think uh the fact that the label is really founded by uh by an artist really helps their relations with their artists because um, they know where we come from it's not really uh it's not really an ing- ignorance to what we are feeling at all because they know exactly how we feel. So it's it's cool. It's very very cool. Has uh, a, oh go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say there's a really good like 
sense of transparency that goes between us and them that is is nice. Very nice. Has Sean given you any words of wisdom? Oh yeah, blasters before stage. Blasters. Oh my goodness. Very yeah. nice. Did you guys choose <laughs> did you guys choose that title that they have for you on the revival website, Rust Belt Revival Rock? Yeah. Like we that? uh we had like a we had like a group we were trying to figure out something because they kinda, you know, give them all like give every band that they've got like a little name yep. kind of thing to it. Uh and we were all just brainstorming and you know, we, we were like, Well, Young sounds like in the Rust Belt, like Sure. And we kind of just we kind of just figured it out because like the Youngstown we music felt like scene. We're part of like the reviving music scene here, so yeah, because oh. the music scene in Youngstown has been, you know, it's it's been on the uprising for the past like five six years, mm. but it's crazy that you can go downtown now mm-hmm. and you can see music any night of the week pretty much. Like oh. if you really want to, it's it's pretty sweet. Whereas yeah, you know years better. ago, you you wouldn't have been able to have that experience there. So I I definitely definitely can see the difference but we like to think that we're part of it you know part of that movement so it kind of fit (laughs) absolutely is there like a street in youngstown that has different clubs that you're able to go to different music venues well there's like one street in youngstown (laughs) yeah (laughs) downtown youngstown is just federal street pretty much Uh, oh yeah (laughs) yeah and uh everything's on there so and then there's one club up 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 the street on steel street yeah okay which is just like secluded. Yeah, but people still go there for shows. They yeah, it's like a cult place. Like, you go there because, like, you know that somebody good's gonna be there. Yeah. Gotcha. It's, yeah. Oh, very it's nice. Just, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just playing there tomorrow at Cedars. Oh, very nice. Okay. okay. Off. Who are you playing with on that one? Is that tribute then? No, no. this is Tribute's like next week. this was like a really last minute thing. We haven't even had time to like talk about it, just because like yeah, they just asked us to play it. Yeah. Said, Why not? Yeah. Okay. Like, they we're, asked us on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. We're in the habit of just saying yes to everything. Sure. So. <laughs> Hence being on the show. I completely yeah. understand. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we're just like, yeah, okay. Let's go to grief for a second now. It was more than a re-release because you had released it in 2015. Did you go and re-record this as well? We actually didn't re-record the core album itself. Right. Um we we added we added the three songs on there mm-hmm. uh there was a there was a time where we were playing with the idea of remastering the album um but a circumstance made that not really possible okay um so that didn't happen but uh from the really release standpoint we then looked at it and went well we got to do more than just like you know put this out so that's when we did, made the decision uh, to go and add the the live acoustic tracks that we put on there um, because we we found out we couldn't remaster the album so we felt it was like our duty to to really do something to make it worthwhile for anybody that bought it the first time we wanted them to feel you know not necessarily gypped when they get the second one sure uh, or the re-release so uh yeah that makes um, sense for sure now, for the album art itself, that was also changed. You went with the, was that a purple rose or a purple flower? Um, it was supposed to, I believe it was a, uh, it was a, a, just like a flower. Uh, I don't think we had like an actual, uh, from the standpoint of like what it exactly was symbolically. It was more um, from the standpoint of it being falling apart because there's like oh. pictures of like the petals falling off and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, we did that album artwork ourselves, actually. Oh, very nice. So from yeah, so from a standpoint of like the first album art, we we had a close friend do it for us, 
Um, and round two, we wanted it to be even more personal from a standpoint of like, you know, every piece that you experience on that CD, like every last bit of that album, if you pick up the <coughs> hard copy, if you pick up, if you order the deluxe edition, like uh, every last bit of it is something that was created by us. Um, it was like, you know, artistically, it's like 100% integrity. Uh, yeah. And we were all about that with the re- with the re-release. We wanted it to be like a transparent Altaris. Uh, like, so album art was us. The design of the of the CD packet was us. The digi pack was us. Like, uh, the sa- design of the actual CD itself. The you know all of it. So it was it was a transparency experiment. All the <laughs> nitty gritty goodness. Yeah, it was all us. So you're still that do-it-yourself independent band but now with revival behind you basically yeah 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 it's a good way to put it definitely right. we're all about doing things ourselves if we can like uh you know we we pride ourselves on that i think did you guys take any was it graphic design like that you like and enjoy or was this is something that you have really loved to do throughout because you have shapeshifter and you had the original cover art for grief were those all things you did as well um, we didn't do the original album, okay. or we didn't do Shapeshifter, and we didn't did do, yeah, yeah. A, fr- a friend did Shapeshifter, and a friend did the original Grief album artwork. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, there was a, there was a click moment when, uh, we had, like, a lineup change, and then, you know, a lot of other stuff happened, and we were just like, you know, when we look at things that we do as a band, um, the things that we get done, and the things that, uh, that tend to transpire like transpire into successful things mm-hmm. are things that we put a hundred percent of ourselves into. Right. So when we looked at the grief album artwork, we wanted to look at something we could all connect with and be proud of. So it was one of those things where ever since then we've been really adamant on doing as much for ourselves as we possibly can from the standpoint of, you know, music videos, music videos, yeah, merch designs. Merch, yeah. We do all our own merch designs, all our own music videos, graphic, like, I think the only thing we haven't done is is the lyric video that we did. We didn't do our own lyric video, oh, but we could. Okay. We could do our own lyric video, but we did not do that one. Revival did that. Revival did that one for us, the, which, uh, was, which was much appreciated. Yeah. The one for Broke, right? Correct. Yes, right. And we'll definitely get to the other two music videos that you've got out for Grief as well as we go down the track list. And actually, are you guys ready to do that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I very much enjoy this album. I think it's great. I was very happy to have it out in 2016 and be able to listen to it constantly. So I'm very happy to talk about this. Let's start with the first track. That's Broke, which we just mentioned. So what's the backstory of Broke? So Broke is one of our favorite songs. Uh, oh, yeah. Playing it live is, like, really awesome. It's one of those songs where when we play it in a, in a crowded room with people that know us and, and I can see that they're singing the words, we get to that breakdown <laughs> and, like, I don't even have to do anything. I'm right. just like, and, uh, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a really magical song for us. <laughs> but um, all of Grief, just from, like, a preface standpoint of the order of the album and, mm-hmm. and, and every song – Going through, it kind of tells the story um, to kind of preface the whole album in general is that like when, when we wrote it, 
it was really a uh, a story that we didn't know we were telling. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, yeah, we we had no idea we were telling it. We like but, wrote it and then lived it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was crazy, but we did we didn't know what we were doing when we did it, and it just kind of came out, and it ended up being something that we needed to write. Okay. Um, and from the preface standpoint, the order of the actual album mm-hmm. itself is ordered out in um, kind of like a stages kind of settings there. Because, uh, you know, people talk about the seven stages of grief, the five stages of grief, the 20 stages of grief, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Well, this is our 11 stages of grief. <laughs> sure. uh, so track one, to kind of like bring it back, Broke is like the shock, the gotcha. shock stage. So when you look at Broke, you get that shock moment. Mm-hmm. Um it punches in right off the bat in the album and it gets you real quick heavy. And, and you know, you get through the rest of the album and you realize it's not all heavy, um, but that shock factor is there. And that's kind of the, the big the big thing about Broke is that it's supposed to be a shocking kind of experience that, you know, we say some explicit things. We, sure. we don't care what we're doing because it's a recklessness. Uh, and, and I think that's really kind of the, the, back, the backbone of the song itself. So it almost ended up being a concept album, but you didn't plan on it being a concept album. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, it, we it, wrote a concept album without meaning to write a concept <laughs> exactly. album. Exactly. Yes, that is hundred percent true. Like it just kind of happened. We, right. I think we needed it, and we didn't know it, and it just happened. And you know, uh, it, it's been observed as a concept album, and uh, we claim it to be a concept right. album. Like we never intended it to be. Um, it just kind of came out that way, which is which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, you fit into revival very, very well. Thank you. That, <laughs> that means a lot because we love all the revival bands. Every single one of them are so good. They are awesome. And actually, I did forget to tell the story before we go on to track two. I had Sean on the show a month maybe after you guys. And I remember him bringing up, hey, we're going to sign this new band. And I told him I knew it was you guys. And he was like, okay, well, you can't say it on the air. I was very happy about that. That I guessed right, especially with talking to Sean, because I probably that's hilarious. Yeah, I was stumbling over myself most of the time. So good guess. Yeah, and I'm very happy because you do definitely fit in with revival. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, we're we're really excited about about the label, and we're really excited to to start writing again. And well, I mean, we've been writing for a while, but to to really get back into the swing of. uh, producing more music to play absolutely no that's awesome all right let's go on to track two could ever love this is where this is where you had the music video as well Yes. What's the backstory on this one? So, Could Ever Love is like the one song um, on the album that like we really it, it kind of was more incubated than than the rest. Uh, I remember sitting like in my room and like running vocal lines and like just trying to figure out how I wanted that chorus to sound. And and this is one of the ones that I didn't write the vocal parts in the oh. studio because the majority of the album we did on the spot. Like it was like the night before we recorded a song, I would have all these lyrics and I would just mm-hmm. figure it out. Start pacing it all <laughs> yeah, I would copy and paste it and like add what I needed. And, and you know, it was a mess. I, we we <laughs> wrote this album really crazily. It was like, we wanted it to be this cluster of like, what are we doing? And uh, it, it worked. But nice. 
um, this song was a little more incubated and I remember thinking about it more and uh, I remember doing that line like the run in the in the chorus and I was mm-hmm. like okay that's that I'm not touching that I'm right. keeping that one and then uh, we kind of rolled from there but the song to kind of like like let's go back to that stages thing this one's more about like that that like denial mm. um, aspect I can so, see like that. after you know you go through that shock moment um, you come into this more uh, downward motion song where uh, it's definitely more hurt than it is anything else. So from a standpoint of of a denial aspect, I mean, if you, you kind of like go through the words, it really is just like questioning everything that's going on and uh, it, a lot of uncertainty. So from a standpoint of hoping for better uh there's there's not really a sign of that yet so so this was really locked yeah, was, into that it's like a, a heavy in a different way and it's just uh yeah when we were like even like laying it down it was like we weren't like talking for a moment because it was like such a like a like a i don't know we we're just pulling it out of ourselves so hard when we were like in the studio doing it it was like really a uh we're like looking at each other and like <laughs> signaling and stuff and we weren't like talking yeah right. you know it was like we were just really into it for this song. It was, which I guess is why it came out so well. Yeah. But right, yeah. I, I distinctly remember there being one of those moments where we were just sitting there <laughs> we listening to like, it. We were just like listening to it, and we just were <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just like, okay, uh, uh, let's, uh, we'll dry our eyes now. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, 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 let's keep going. Like, let's go. Let's go to the next one. Yeah, that was that was an emotionally taxing song to do, but um, like. I think it was a well worth and much needed experience. For the music video itself, that must have been tough then to continually relive that moment, I'm assuming as well, because how long did it take you to do that video? Uh, that video, we didn't take too, too long to do okay. it. Um, but we banged it up. We had yeah. yeah. <laughs> really good at it. Well, we we got <laughs> a lot of we, trial and error. Yeah. And, and then we got it good. Nice. Yeah. We've been doing music videos like for ourselves for a while, so like we know how one another works. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in general, we planned ahead this time really hardcore and, and just busted it out real quick from a standpoint of filming wise. But um, no, the video, the video was loosely loose. It was a, like a more loose interpretation of the song itself, mm-hmm. um, but still hitting on major points. Um, we wanted it to be more of a visual uh, than anything. So from a visual aspect, we really, uh, you know, try to harness that. Whose choice was it to do the kind of muted colors throughout the video? We, I think we all kind of well, like. We just kind of like muted colors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we 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 kind of like. We got together the day before. Yeah, we yeah, talked like, about and, it, and mapped it all out. And the song itself is like a gloom, right? Kind of feel. So we didn't want it to be saturated. Sure. Um, we wanted it to feel very. Uh, what's the word? I don't know. It just feel lesser, but hmm. that's because that's the mood of the song. Is is you know you're not on a high high point when you're experiencing that song very um, true yeah when it was all done i remember watching the music video and shedding a, a tear or two uh, <laughs> not gonna lie do you the, guys uh, play that one live yeah oh yeah yes yeah, it's, it's, it's a really really good one to do live um sometimes we don't do it depending on the night okay um 
it depends on the audience. Like yeah. we really feel it out. There are nights where we're like, yeah, this song won't go over too well. <laughs> These guys <laughs> are way too heavy to be. Yes. <laughs> well, because being the band we are, uh, we play any show, and I mean mm-hmm. any show. You can put us on a band, or on a uh, show with like death metal bands. Right. And we'll be like, okay, put us on like an acoustic show, and we'll do that. Yep. We'll be like, okay, acoustic, we can do that. We play with rap. Yeah, we played with before. rap artists before. Really? Like, we wow. literally did a rap showcase, like an MC showcase. We were like, how are they going to run our sound? They didn't, but we made it work. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, so from a live standpoint, Could Ever Love goes over really well when we feel the right audience for it. Um, it's definitely an emotional one on stage. I, I don't think, uh, I don't think that it's one of those things that people like just kind of like, look over because like whoever all of us kind of feel it (laughs) it's like one of those like whoa like these guys are getting intense for a minute here so that's why it's like a audience to audience kind of thing like some people really appreciate that other people aren't too into it so makes sense all right (laughs) all right well let's leave that one for now we'll go to track three everything you wanted My favorite to play live. Oh, yes. very nice. Okay. Like, what part of that makes it your favorite? Um, well, it's it's more the second verse. It gets it picks up a little mm-hmm. bit. Gets a little more rowdy. Because mm-hmm. um, it's kind of funny that the first three tracks off of Grief are our last three songs that we play in this current set that we have right now. <laughs> oh, okay. And so, like, it just goes broke, um, could ever love, and then everything you wanted. And it's such a nice flow between those three that uh, after you come down off of that sad tone of could ever love, you pick it up with everything you wanted, and it's like it's like a nice breath of fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, once we, the second verse kicks in, it's, it's, it's all downhill from there. Oh, yeah. We never end on a low, low point, that's for sure. <laughs> we, That song is uh, definitely a song we like to close shows with. Very uh, nice. It's, like, it's a fast and, like, releasing song. Oh, it, yeah. It's, like, we wrote it to, like, I don't know, we were, like, just releasing how, like, pissed we were about some things that were going on within our within yeah. our circle at the time. Yeah. Uh. And, to, and to uh, expand upon that, the stage of this would be anger. Is the, is yeah. the anger stage. <laughs> so, so yeah, <laughs> yeah you, could, you could say that. Understood. All right. Let's go on to track four. Let's go to Scars, another music video as well. So what's the story this. behind this one? Scars, uh, just like the actual, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the stage is like physical distress. So from the standpoint of, of person to person, you know, you go through a, like from a grieving process, it's not like a, you know, you, you have like a, like a body experience, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like a body experience. Like you, you don't obviously, you know, transfer from unhappy to happy, just like that. It's kind of one of those like you—you you have this slum. You feel sick. You don't—you um, don't eat the way that you should, or you do eat more than you should, or 
uh, you're not sleeping or you're sleeping too much. It's you're like doing this, things that are scarring yourself. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's a big speak to the to the physical distress and and from the standpoint of the song itself, we we really liked how it kind of came out really like circus theatrically, because mm-hmm. um, it really gives you this like tense environment for the song to thrive. And in. It's like eerie, like yeah. horrorish kind of. Sure. The music video kind of turned out somewhat like that as well. Right. Absolutely. The women with the blindfolds over their eyes and over their mouths, and it was kind yeah. of like yeah. a puppeteer kind of dance at times, at least. Yeah. Right. Now, where did that idea come from? So we kind of the Scars music video we worked with with um yeah we actually uh, shot in Manhattan yeah was it Manhattan yeah. It, we shot in the Upper East Side mm-hmm. on a rooftop on a yeah, rooftop. on a rooftop one of the dancers. one of the dancers' apartments yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> which, which which was like ten stories high and had no elevator <laughs> no, so we had, so to, we had to carry all, all of our, our equipment up straight of to course. the roof of course it was obnoxious but we did the video with Urban Humans mm-hmm. and um, which was my cousin's dance company right oh very nice yeah and. We had we had this idea that you know we wanted the dancers to be very dark, because mm-hmm. um, the because the idea I guess behind the video is more that you know we are they're kind of like reflections of the the scars in our lives in that aspect and that they're not like pretty but they can be, um, uh, in a weirdly like over pro overly poetic way, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so from the standpoint of like covering up their faces and their eyes it's just that you know. Uh, we wanted it to be like a like a visually difficult thing to look at mm-hmm. to the point where like you can't look at it. So it's like uh, you know they can't see we we can see what's going on, but it's like a tense a tense experience and like the whole song is this tension uh, building throughout the whole thing. And you know we we learned to to waltz. That was kind of fun. <laughs> I learned how to step on toes. Yeah. <laughs> It was fun, though. Yeah, we had a good time with that one. What was the choice behind Scars for your second music video? You know... Actually, chronologically, or, we... It's the first one, shot right? Scars before we shot... Yeah, we, sh- we actually Could have that love. in our vault. But we released Could Ever Love before we released Scars. There we right. go, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we, we kind of we had been saving Scars. Mm-hmm. Um, because when for the we, right time. yeah, for the right time, because because before we got signed, we had scars like saved, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, but when when we signed with Revival, we were talking to them, and, and we were like, well, the first song we want people to hear. Uh, I remember Sean saying he's like, your first song is like, you gotta make sure the first song that you you let people hear, you want people to hear Alteris. And we were like, well, I think the deepest and most uh, intense song that we have is, is could ever love. And, um, from the standpoint of what we wanted people to hear first, we were like, I think that'll be the song that'll, that'll hook people. Um, so we put the scars video on the back burner a little bit. We were like, let's just set this aside. Like it's not going anywhere. Right. Uh, the album just came out and, uh, we shot the music video for could ever love. So yeah, that actually makes total sense. That's yeah. great. <laughs> now, do you have an idea? Will you be doing another music video, or do you have something else in the vault that you're just waiting for? We got a lot of stuff. We in have the some vault. stuff in the vault. Yeah, we always keep our vault full, and we yeah. want to do more. So, yeah. always content is key. Yeah, very true. Yeah, if there's one thing we're always doing is generating more content. We never are sitting idle. 
uh, if we're not on tour, we're brainstorming on new merchandise. We're brainstorming on new videos, new new designs, new anything yeah. and everything. If we ever get close to not having the vault full, it's like that SpongeBob episode where he forgets <laughs> everything except fine dining <laughs> and like all the SpongeBob's. What do we do with this name? Everything's on fire. That's us. If if the vault ever gets low, yeah. Now that's we're, an image. What yeah. is Alteris? <laughs> Everything's in flames. Oh, that's great. Let's move on to track five, After All. Just After have My favorite song yeah, to play. It's a really fun song to play. Yeah. After All is really cool. Um, after all is like a weirdly emotional song that we all feel on stage a lot. Yeah, I've looked um, over and seen some tears in a bunch yeah, of Yeah, we 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 get into it on that. Yeah. Uh, it's just because it kicks in strong and and the message and it carries is, a strong too. Like, yeah, the message of after all is is this like guilt. Um, it's like a guilt, like blame yourself for everything that was happening. So like from a standpoint of you know grief and and the album as a whole, this is where uh, you're in like the middle of what you're going through and you're you're more so looking inwardly and figuring out well like it, it, everything was something that I had control over and I, I didn't do anything about it or did too much or whatever um, so from a from a stage standpoint this is the this is the guilt moments that that you experience throughout the album um, you know the chorus being like you know <laughs> Like yeah. I always ruin everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's yeah. dynamic too, because like it has like really a really heavy guitar riff over like, and then clean very vocals. clean vocals yeah. singing mm-hmm. over it. So it's really like the texture and it's really in like yeah different. I think I think the 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 style of After All is something you can expect to see more of uh, more more from Alteris. Okay. Um, we really like our music to be heavy, but like we don't always like scream like right. we would we, i don't know i feel like we sing a lot more but like um the style of after all is definitely something i think you can expect to see more of now you brought up another good point i wanted to bring up how did you decide on when you would be doing the clean vocals compared to the unclean vocals was that something organic or did you plan for it most of the time i base it on what is being said mm-hmm. um when i look at a vocal part uh, I usually base the type of vocal I do for it on what what is being said. So from a standpoint of of the screaming in the song, here, uh, the you can't here. say if you have something to say, come say it to my face. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and and just yeah. sing it pretty. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Right. So like, <laughs> I guess it depends on how intense the part is. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. So like the singing in the song, I I think obviously just felt more spoken like conversational um whereas the screaming in the songs tend to be more intense um more emotion filled and i mean not to say that the other parts aren't emotion filled right. but um from a standpoint of dynamic um i like to use every you know ounce of you know texture for mm-hmm. the song to enhance the dynamics as much as we can Sure. Yeah. We love to play with different textures during songs. Like we build and take out and build and take out and strip things down to mm-hmm. like just single sounds. 
And after all really shows that, like, yeah. there's a part where everything's just completely quiet. It's like a piano and vocal part. That's it. Then it kicks right back in. Right. Very nice. How do you pull off the piano when you're doing it live? Or do you even play any songs with the piano live? We, we use, like, a, a backtrack. Yeah. Okay. Track. Yeah, we MIDI, we MIDI the piano. Um, it's, it's just it's something that we, you know, we write. But, like, obviously, keying on stage yeah. is, is something that we're not too keen on just because... Oh, keen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but... Oh, we're obnoxious on stage. I <laughs> hope you get to see us very soon. I but do want to. Yes. We um we don't like to stand still at all, and yeah, uh, a, key, a keyboard would get in the way. It would just get smashed. It would it would get broken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to to be blunt, it would look like all of our guitars and shit like yeah. smashed, <laughs> just like nicks and pieces gone. Mike's off. got this beautiful Gibson guitar, <laughs> and it's beautiful, but like you could tell it's his favorite guitar because it's. <laughs> It's my number one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even seeing the music videos, it doesn't look like you would stand around when you're on stage. Yeah. Uh, it's intensified. Since we started touring, like we've really uh, gone a little crazy. <laughs> Wall of we, Death, Pyramid of Death. You know. Yeah, we had one of those. Yeah. That was a that was a first. We've done a lot of wild things recently. Yeah. <laughs> Crowd yeah. surfing. Crowd oh, surfing. Sure. Crowd surfing while playing as well? Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Actually nice. during everything you wanted. That oh. was a, yeah. Very nice. It's an experience. You guys are just teasing the whole time since you haven't been anywhere close to Boston. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's really not intentional. I just don't know any uh, any promoters in Boston. It's tougher gotta... sometimes. I think almost every person who's been on the show they rarely ever come up towards the Boston area. So I don't no. know if our scene is slowly dying. I hope not. Post a house party. We're coming. Yeah. <laughs> Let's look around here. Go. Trying to look. Um, <laughs> like the only band that's coming around currently is going to be that Falling in Reverse tour. Um, and they're okay. doing like House of Blues. Yeah. yeah. So it's like not as accessible. Not that Maybe much. Maybe we'll do a House of Blues tour soon. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> That'd be great. I'm down. Yeah, for sure. Well, <laughs> let's move on then. We're on track six. We're on something more. What's the backstory on that one? Something more. Uh, something more is that is that bargaining stage that you kind of go through. Um, so from the standpoint of you know you're coming off of this guilt where it's like okay I did all this like this is all my fault. Um, you go into the well I could have done this better. I could have I could have been better. I could have done this. Um, what's the lyric? Actually, I have it here. It's something like. Oh, it said, she said, where were you when I needed you? Mm. And it's like one of those like huge, huge things where it's like, I could have done that better. Um, So it's like, lyrically, uh, it's all this bargaining, like, you can be better than what you are. But in reality, in this situation, you know, nine out of 10 times when you're you're this deep into the grieving process, it's not really something that you could have fixed. Right. It's more just... (laughs) You know, dealing with it, but you know, you don't know it. So, (laughs) no, very true. Track seven, Black Box. This is your first acoustic. I get so lost inside my head, sit deeper than deep, and I'm a keeper. I weave, I'm running around in circles, singing songs with no words so no one else can hear. 
my thoughts be thought out loud and clear. God, no one else to- So, yes. what made you want to, or was this just an organic flow of this song sounds great acoustically, or did you write it that way first? You know, Jake, like, wrote it on a guitar and then, like, wrote it on his acoustic and came over to my house and was like, hey, listen to this. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Yeah. This is for keeping it like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we... Yeah, I, I don't do a lot of like guitar writing. Okay. But when I do, I I only play acoustic, so like that's kind of where it comes out. Um, and that's that's exactly how it happened. So it's like, <laughs> it was one of those things that was absolutely written the way that it was for okay. the purpose that it was. Um, was it intentionally written to be on the album? No, <laughs> oh, okay. um, but it fit and. Uh, we liked that our album needed to like diversity to it. We wanted our album to like be for everyone, you know. Um, we like are all over the place ourselves, so yeah, because we just felt like we'd be robbing ourselves if we didn't do an acoustic track, like yeah. Which is which is why you know in the deluxe edition we added three more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know we well because before we did that we talked about doing an acoustic EP oh, right okay. before we swapped the album. Like, before we were even, like, talking to Revival, we were in the talks of doing, like, an acoustic EP. We were like, well, let's do, like, an acoustic EP. And then um, we had all these songs we were, like, working on. And and then, you know, everything else happened. And we put that on the back burner. And then yeah. the album thing, we were like, well, let's use some of our stuff that we were working on for this acoustic EP that we were talking about doing and, and put it on the album. And uh, we were like, well, let's do it, like, super raw. Like, we want people to know that. The acoustic Alteris is something that isn't just studio. Like we yeah, do that right. all the time. We play acoustic shows in Youngstown and, and all over the place all the time. Yeah. Wherever we go, we try to play acoustic out in the middle of nowhere. Like uh, it would like pop up. <laughs> yeah, we pop up everywhere <laughs> whenever we can. Like if we've got an off day on tour, we're visiting God knows where, some city center, and we're just popping up and playing some music. Um, nice. Just because it, it's kind of like us. Is that we're all over the place. So I think that putting the acoustic out, song on the album really, I don't know, we, we hoped that it would show the flexibility and, and not kind of restrict us because we didn't want to release an album that people would know what to expect next time around. Sure. Um, we, want, we want everybody to listen to the album, want to hear another album, but have no idea what it's going to sound like. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so from a standpoint of, of what the next album sounds like, it's like, well, there's a lot of things that it could sound like. Very so, true. Even in the album itself, like, what's the next song going to sound well, like? True. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're hit right off the bat with Broken They Could yeah. Ever Love. Yeah, like, right. like, what? Yeah, where are they going with this? Exactly. What the hell is this band doing? Yeah. <laughs> and we've gotten flack for that, which is yeah, we have, but We've gotten some silly flack for that, but, like, we don't care. Um, we, we did what we, we wanted to do. Yeah, we, want. yeah we, we write the music that is real for us, and... Right. Uh, we just hope that people like it, you know? Absolutely. Well, what stage now is this track? This one here would be kind of like a depressive state. Okay. Um, hence the lowness of the song. Yeah. The, the lyrics aren't so uh, depressive, mm-hmm. um, but the, the, the mood of the song itself in the, in the lowliness of the stripped format um, is where it really takes on that depressive state. Um, you lose the band, you come down to just like this isolated acoustic mm. performance. Um, and I, I think that's really where we wanted to harness it. I mean, the lyrics are there yeah. from a standpoint of you can interpret them a little bit depressive, uh, being stuck <laughs> sure. in this black box. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that you know is a day-to-day continuous situation um but yeah i i think from an emphasis standpoint it really harnessed that emotion there for sure all right let's go on to track eight can't go back can't go back is that little gem that i always forget that's on the album <laughs> uh i like love to play that song live and we haven't played it in forever i was trying to get us to play that <laughs> on friday but everyone was like nah <laughs> i was it's like just, all right tight. <laughs> it's, so, it's so different i remember when the album first like when we first got the tracks back from the album that was the song that i was like this is my favorite song like oh, wow. can't go back to my favorite song um and it was just because it was like real different mm-hmm. but from the standpoint of uh, that song, it's this um, <coughs> the stage is like a normality. So like, like returning, right. returning back to to what you should be, um, uh, and to to form a, a little bit more regularity to your life. So so the, the state of normality is kind of setting in, and that hence the you know you can't go back. Right. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the the backbone of that song a little bit. But yeah, we should play that more. <laughs> I totally forgot that song exists. I was, trying, so play, I was trying to play it all damn weekend. <laughs> Nobody wanted to hear it. Going to what you just said on that. So when you're out on tour and you're there that night doing that set, do you plan before or are you reading the crowd? Because you already mentioned that you only play certain songs sometimes. So you are you like reading? Some, we have like a skeleton that we're going to play no matter what. Okay. And then we have like depending on like what kind of night it is, like we have songs that will funnel into there. Yeah. We have like a skeleton that has room for other things in it. Mm. Yeah. And and there are nights where we literally like we f- we look at the crowd or we feel the crowd and we're just like, let's just play whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> and we go up there and we're just like, fuck the set list. <laughs> like like what are the, what do yeah. you guys what, what you never we know play? like what we're gonna yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> we like, feed off of each other a lot too we're, in that aspect. And and that's a good thing and a bad thing because yeah. we're always just like fuck it, fuck it. Like we're good. <laughs> what are we, what are we doing next? Right. You ever see that? It's always sunny in Philadelphia, where like Charlie's the wild card or whatever. Yes. like that's that's like our whole band. We're oh, all, okay. <laughs> You're all wild cards. All right. <laughs> We're all wild cards. Getting all ready to play after all. Next thing you know, it's broke. Like, oh shit! All right, <laughs> let's go. It's like oh oh. Oh, that's great. All right. Well, how about track nine? Oh, tragedy. tragedy okay this was like an old one actually yeah um so oh tragedy made its way onto the album because i remember when uh we we were talking to sean about you know everything in the beginning um oh tragedy was one of the songs that he really liked off of our first release Mm, yeah Um, it was really from our ep shapeshifter yeah yeah and and like he kind of he kind of called it from the standpoint of like at the very beginning he was like you're two most popular songs are going to be Oh Tragedy and Could Ever Love. And if you look at our Spotify numbers, that is like 100% that is true. <laughs> <laughs> like it's 100% true and it's hilarious. And I'm just like, okay. Wait, it's typically a, uh, a crowd favorite as well. Yeah. Especially like home, yeah. hometown. Oh my, my God, our hometown loves that they, song. Yeah. 
they, they yell that song at us like we could like not play and they yeah, would just sing we it we played it saturday and in youngstown like we i couldn't even hear us i, I didn't even have to sing it was and just that. it was yeah. it was pretty magical it was one of those moments you know that drop in the middle of the song where it's just the chorus it's like nothing but that chorus vocal line right. um it was so overwhelming the the audience at that point that it was just like shoot <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, a single uh, man tear the yeah the stage on this one is is uh is a little bit of a i mean i, I would i would call it a like a displacement you know um because like in that process of reforming like regularity um once you're like figuring that out you you kind of try and figure out well what's what's next for me mm -hmm. um, the treasure was like when we even wrote it before it was like we were shaping ourselves in that song like mm -hmm. You know, we were like, this when you're in a band and doing things, you just there's a lot of uh, people that are telling you not to do this. Yeah. You know, like, so yeah. that's kind of like where that came out of. And then it just fit really well into, like, the lineup in Grief. Because we were like, oh, man, we, like, wrote a grieving song before we were freaking <laughs> grieving about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know what's weird? I had to double check on Spotify really quick. On Shapeshifter, Oh, Tragedy isn't there. Yes. Yeah, it's not now. Yes, okay. We, actually pull, we pulled it off of a, of Shapeshifter and put it on Grief. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I thought yeah, I was going actually, crazy. Okay. Yeah, no, no, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. <laughs> we well, just do crazy things. Yeah, we're not this one. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we we kind of like you know rebumped Shapeshifter and put two singles on there. Yeah. And uh, took O Tragedy off of it. That makes sense because I remember when we talked the first time we were going over Shapeshifter. Yeah. So there was definitely changes. Okay, just making sure. Now that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Right. All right, let's go to track 10, Out of Reach. Out of Reach, the first song we wrote for Grief. Yes. The song's fun. We, we wrote Out of Reach before Grief was before like... Before we were like even doing a full album. Yeah, we weren't even writing a full length uh, when we recorded that song. Uh, we recorded it as a single, and we were like, all right, let's 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 go with this route. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and we really liked what we did with it. Um, when we play it live, there, there's this speech that comes into it and the original that we recorded had the speech in the track but we took the speech out okay. we just keep it like live when it's in there it's mm -hmm. like this little jfk speech about you know uh you know going, overcoming going frontiers to, yeah, and overcoming it's and when they were talking about going to space going to uh, right, right right so it was one of those moments um and the way it kind of fit into the album which was another one of those crazy moments that like we we just i feel like we were destined to write this album and, yeah like it was gonna and, happen no matter and, what and you know and I, we definitely weren't trying so um but the way it fit it was it was that like therapy moment you know where mm -hmm. you like work yourself into you know figuring out what you're doing because of uh, the people around you helping you get there right um Hence the whole, you know, JFK speech being in there in the in the original version, and then like uh, just the way the song kind of rolls through. Uh, it has one of those heavier breaks in it, which is always cool live. Do you enjoy uh, doing that line before the yeah. breakdown? That line, oh, that yeah. line's a lot God, of fun. It's so good, everyone's got. <laughs> I love it. Yes, that's another like great crowd moment too. Yeah, they love that. Yes. Yeah, 
I can imagine so. Yeah, it's a stick out line. That's why it was very funny to hear you also mention the JFK speech in the same song as yes. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wild cards, man. Yeah, yes, man. Wild cards. What we're going to do. You never, you never know. That's great. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Let's move on to track 11, Feel. Yeah. Like how you all said that at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 So feel obviously is the acceptance moment. Mm -hmm. You know, you figured it out. You're where you should be. It's like poppy and uppity. Yeah. And you know, it's there's phasers in it. Like yeah. yeah. (laughs) Feel was that moment that, you know, we we were done with the album. Like that was the I wanna say that was the last song. It was the last song. It was the last song. We like wrote. wrote that. In the studio, we like yeah. like the whole thing we did right there. We didn't prep that. Yeah, when we recorded this album, we did it in like two week sessions, mm-hmm. uh, two week long sessions. And the first session we did a lot of like pre pro, but like we had the majority of the music there. It just wasn't you know locked into the way that we wanted it. Okay. Um. So lyrically, it wasn't there at all. I remember writing most of the lyrics on the spot. Time yeah. like round two, when we came back from the mm-hmm. second week, um, but feel was like we had a spare we had like a day off in the studio uh because i remember uh our producer nick ingram was like i forget what he what he had to do but he, he was had like to, going to dinner or something with his friends yeah yeah and he was like you guys can like use my computer and stuff if you want to like, like work on stuff and yeah. we're like all right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so i remember we were just sitting there like dicking around playing some shit and like we busted out this we listened to a lot of lady gaga that day for some oh. reason <laughs> And we had like a lick stuck in our head and, and we just laid it out, which is the four chords of, of uh, you know, feel. It's just like fast and poppy. Like, yeah, and we were like, yeah, we were like, you know, we were really about that. Yeah, we yeah. wanted that beat in there because like we'd all been listening to like Hella Bear Tooth at the time. And like uh, that was what they did. And um, we were just like, let's just throw a bunch of shit in this song. And because and like we're good now, you know, yeah. like. Like, this is, like, just a cluster of everything, like, that we've been feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence the title, Feel. Sure. <laughs> uh, and, yep, yeah, it was just one of those acceptance finality kind of moments where it was like, yeah, this really came full circle. Um, and, uh, you know, we didn't, once again, kind of, like, intend it. But at this point, it was like, let's just, like, you know, seal the letter on that right. one. Uh, yeah. Oh, very yeah. nice. And then after that, that's the entire, quote-unquote, regular album. And then you also did Could Ever Love, I Swore I'd Quit, and Speak acoustically as well. Correct. We all know Could Ever Love, but the other two, was that from that acoustic album that you were talking about before? Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They were kind of songs that we had prepped for that a little bit. Okay. Um, I remember writing uh, I Swore I'd Quit. it just kind of was like, hey guys, like let's. It was another one of those like moments I came over mics and was like, hey guys, He's like listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they were like yeah, yeah. They were like fuck, fuck. And speak was kind of like I went over to, I don't know, maybe you guys came over to my house. I was like, you guys gotta hear this. Yeah, speak. I remember because because Mike threw that together and it was like killer. And speak was originally like a full band song. Oh okay. Um, 
So like originally we were like, let's do this full band. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, we had a moment to do it. Yeah. We were like, we could record this. And we were just like, well, let's see what sounds like acoustic. And we were like, this is sweet. Let's do this. Sure. Um, so no, we we've played with the idea of like you know coming back and like you know you, know, you don't know what we're gonna do. Yeah. You might hear it. You might yeah. hear it. You might hear it again one day. <laughs> but you know we threw that together. I remember we wrote we rewrote that whole song the night before we recorded it. Yeah, that was fun. Um, because we went and did in the studio we did like a live session. Right. Um. We and we and we just played the three songs, and uh, speak. The night before, we were like, well, let's really make this song awesome. Like, it's good the way it is. But we were like, let's let's work on it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember sitting there with these guys. We were just like, okay, this here, like, play that. And they were like, okay, well, let's add this. And they were like, okay, layers. And then we yeah. were like adding like random vocal parts. And then that last part, I remember the end of the song where it's like the volley vocal between Zach and I. And mm-hmm. like, we were like, this is great. <laughs> we were like, I love this song. But we did that the night before, and uh, with the low prep time, I think we were pretty happy with the way yeah. that it came out. Tore it down and built it up real quick. Yeah. Absolutely. So that brings the end of grief. So for each of you, what's your proudest moment from that album? Oh, from grief? <clears throat> doing a full length when we're only planning on doing an EP? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <sighs> Releasing it through a label? Yeah. Yeah, first full length album came out through a... The label, so that's pretty. Or how we just, you know, miraculously pull shit off all the time and <laughs> tear apart a song the night before we record it and rebuild it, like we just said. Yeah, yeah. we're we're I'm really in the habit of uh, doing shit until it works, mm-hmm. and we're the kind of people that if you tell us to have something done in a week, we'll be like, okay, <laughs> and we're not gonna be like oh, a little more time. We'll be like, I'll have it to you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be. (laughs) It was already done. Like I said, we say yes to everything. Um, Right. You know, I, I think from from a standpoint of like pride in the album and like just like the moment where it like really clicks. I think was in the album itself, like the the original, like how it stood. I think could ever love was my proud moment because that that song really was the most honest song that I could have written at that point um and the transparency that was reflected out of that song and uh i was really proud of myself for being able to like put it on paper and not be afraid to like you know show that to people (laughs) um because because you know sometimes it's you know being the like vocalist of a band a lot of the times it's like well man this guy's fucked up (laughs) like you read all these vocalist (laughs) lyrics and you're like damn these dudes have like rough lives and i mean everybody goes through this stuff it's just we're the people that put it out there for everyone to speculate um there's so many people out there that are you know going through difficult things so like um to have the chance to publicly share something like that like that experience um i think that was a proud moment for me and on the re-release i think i swore i'd quit i got the chance to do that again and um so it was. I had. I think I had two proud moments. Yeah. I think playing the songs live and giving them the justice that they deserve. Like every yeah. night, just looking back after our set and seeing everybody sweaty, <laughs> teary-eyed, and beaten up because we do hit each other a lot on stage, yeah. accidentally on purpose. <laughs> that that feeling every night is just a proud moment. Yeah, if if I can't if I can't breathe, then I'm not trying hard enough. Like I. <laughs> I legitimately void my lungs of air as much as I possibly can while we're on stage. 
Yeah, and it comes across. I mean, not only is this a great album, and besides you guys being wild cards, of course, you're also <laughs> very passionate and you can really hear it in everything you guys are doing. So it's much appreciated from the fans, of course. That means a lot to like hear it and like have it affirmed, you know? Because um, like from our end, like, you know, we we try really hard to to come off genuine and mm-hmm. transparent and and sometimes like it's it's just hard because most of the time most of our connections to our fans are through a computer uh, and you know that's good because you know you can like filter but like we don't like that filter like we go to shows and the first thing we do is like talk to every single person that we can mm-hmm. um, like every single person so like I think it's it's nice that transparency can be heard uh, uh, to have it like affirmed right. it's really great to hear oh absolutely. <laughs> No, there's no doubt about that. No, it's a great album, and I've really enjoyed it. I'm glad to have you guys back on the show because I remember that first time you guys couldn't go into things like this. So yeah. it's really great to be able to go through the album and hear, besides the lyrics that we're hearing you know, on the album itself, to hear it straight from you guys what you love so much about it and what you were going for. So I very much enjoyed it. I'm sure the audience is too. Yeah, it was really nice to be able to do. <laughs> yeah. Let me switch it from music for just a second to end the show because I realize we're coming up on an hour now, so it's probably end this soon. Good stuff. From you guys. We can talk a lot. Yeah, we're obnoxious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, this is all time you guys could have written like five more songs. So I don't want to take away from you. Maybe we just did. Maybe we were while we were interviewing. (laughs) (laughs) That would actually be amazing. Let me ask you this. Have you guys seen any movies this year that have really stood out to you? Uh, Fantastic! I don't really see movies actually, so I don't have an answer. Fantastic (laughs) Beast was so good. I did not Uh, see that one. I still need to see it. I still need to see Fantastic Beasts. I want to see Bad Santa too. Yeah, that looks. Bad Santa too looks so funny. (laughs) Warcraft was good. I don't know if that came out this year, but I got it on DVD. It was. was, That was beautifully designed movie. It was good. Like I remember, I watched that movie on Mm Blu-ray, and I was just like, "Holy shit! This movie looks so crazy good!" Like. They should be very proud of themselves for the design they did yeah. on that. Suicide Squad, I enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did that. I'm looking at your your Christmas sweater, too, almost. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Star Christmas. Wars. Yeah, the Star oh, Wars. I cannot Wars. wait for Rogue One. Oh, my God. I know you guys are huge Star Wars fans. You're really looking forward to Rogue One? Yeah. Yeah. Very much <sighs> I don't so. know. It's, it you looks know, like the same thing over again. It does a little bit. Um, but... Isn't know. life just the same thing over again? Ah, that's a good point. Oh, deep. Wow. I don't know. When deep. I listen to your music, oh, it's smart. skipping to different songs that are completely <laughs> different. So, the same. Chapters, chapters, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I'm excited for it just because, yeah. like, anything in the Star Wars universe. I mean, even if it sucks. Yeah, right. I'm excited for it. That's why people were so upset with Suicide Squad. I didn't give. I didn't care. Like, it's like well, it's still in you know the DC universe. Yeah. yeah. See, I was upset. I did the whole movie review for it. But the reason why I was upset was because that's the one DC comic I read. And uh, yeah. I needed more Jared Leto in my life. And Right, right. I, he said he was upset, too, because all of his parts got cut out. Yeah. So I guess that wasn't on him. Yeah, it was, it was nice to see Margot Robbie walk around. Like, I think she did an amazing job as Harley Quinn. But it was yeah, just yeah, yeah, storyline-wise. Now, did you see the extended cut? Because I'd be interested to know what they added in. I did yeah. not know. Oh, okay. I didn't even know. Yeah, they did extra similar to Batman Superman. They added like right. I didn't see the extended of that either. Well, no, I, I don't think anyone has time to. 
The extended cut of Batman versus Superman was rough because I didn't (laughs) see the first one. Like I didn't see it before extended cut. Yeah. yeah. And then I just watched the extended cut and I was like, Oh my God, is this ever going to be over? That was the (laughs) biggest mistake of my life. It ruined the movie for me. And I didn't even like get to give it a chance because it was just like, when is the action? Right. It was just all talking. I was yeah. like, okay, I understand why movies are only an hour and a half now. <laughs> yeah, you're actually still watching it. It's all <laughs> yeah. Still sitting there. It was awesome having you on the show. Once again, returning friends of the show was great. I am looking very much forward to new music because I have a feeling you guys could just release an album before Christmas. I just oh, never know man. with you guys. Not that, not that fast. <laughs> not but that. You never know what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, wild cards, you know? You never know. <laughs> Thank you so much for having yeah, us. It's man. good to be back. Yeah, we, no. we, this is always a good time. So, and, no. and this time we actually, you know, have like a connection and it works. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. Here. we're trying to do things better. <laughs> no, this was awesome. No, next time, if you guys come over here, we'll just do a live one and then it'll be, that'll be awesome. That'd Thank be a God. lot of fun. And, reason yeah (laughs) (laughs) and if you ever want to do a movies one on star wars or something as long as you are fine with me having an opposite opinion on it then oh yeah we love it oh yeah we're all big i think i feel well except mike we're all big movie people yeah i don't like watching anything which is very (laughs) sweet so no tv either i mean i mike watches unless we're in nashville that's about it yeah unless we're in nashville and we're using uh jake's laptop to watch netflix and mike (laughs) sets up a hotspot and we drain all this data (laughs) that's the only time he watches tv (laughs) (laughs) it's probably for the best well guys thank you once again i'm gonna have links in the description for every way people can get in touch with you as well as get your albums and everything is there anything people can do right now to support you though we have a Alteris ugly sweater for Christmas that yeah. you can get. <laughs> was on sale for Black Friday. Sorry, you guys are late, but you should have woken up before now. <laughs> that is true. I think it's it's not too expensive though. Um, it's like Alteris dirt. merch now, revival yeah. merch now. There's a bunch of awesome bundles. Very nice. Keeping an eye out for our tours. Yep. Yeah, new we tours. Got, get a lot of tours in the works right now. Like stuff that we can't announce yet because they're not confirmed. Next year's gonna be crazy. Next year's, next year's gonna be busier for Ooh, us. Awesome. Um, so. That'll be fun. We're really and talk excited. to us on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we so always respond. We're really annoying. Yeah, like, we don't use automatic <laughs> messaging back. Yeah, we, no. we actually message like, you back. Like Crowdfire, like no. Right, right. <laughs> or like, you message that person back right now. <laughs> very nice. Well, guys, once again, thank you very much, and thank you for grief because it really is a really great album. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. That yeah. means a lot. Seriously. No problem, guys. Thanks again. Thank right. you. Later. Have a Later. good night, brother. See you, man.
Welcome back, everyone. So that song that was just playing, that's Oh Tragedy. As you heard the clip before, I hope you remember. It's a lot of fun. I want to thank Jake, Mike, and Zach from Alteras for coming back on the show. They're always a lot of fun. I learned a lot as well going through grief track by track. That is such a great album. If you don't have it yet and you just heard that, there's no way you can't go get it. You know the effort and passion that they put into their music. So make sure you go do that. There are links in the description of this episode for everything Alteris. And if you remember the beginning of the conversation, their manager Nicholas from 10 and 8 Management did welcome a brand new child into the world. So congratulations to him and his family. And don't forget that in the description of this episode, there are also links to help support Ian Hates Music. Don't forget about the weekly music show as well, where we go over all the news in the scene, album reviews, and everything in between. If you enjoy what you're hearing and you want me to talk to more and more bands, take some time and go to iTunes and rate the show five stars and leave a comment. It really does help the show out. And other than that, thank you very much for listening. Thank you to all terrorists again. And because we talked about it so much and because it is such a great track, there's no better way to leave the show tonight than to play Could Ever Love. So I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.